if you live with your awareness centered in your chest instead of in your head. You become a little less tall, but a lot more wise. And in that place, you're whole. And in that wholeness, you basically make the world whole. Pay attention to how incredible your life is and how when you feel whole, everything unfolds. When you're fully present in the space that you occupy, when you're fully present in it, and then you're present also in your surroundings, and you're not lost, it feels so good to be alive. Pay attention to how incredible your life is and how when you feel whole, everything unfolds. That's Udo Erasmus, and this is episode 272 of Wellness Force Radio, where we discover the physical and emotional intelligence to live life well. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the show. It's Josh Trent. Today, we're talking about wellness as a state of mind with the founder of Udo's Oil, Udo Erasmus. This is a master, a 77-year-old wellness master. And I actually just got back from PaleoFX where there was hundreds of wellness masters. I literally tripled down every single day with Organifi Green Juice. Our videographer, Colin, was with us. Tony Federico from Natural Force was there. He stayed at the Airbnb. Every day, I even mixed my Organifi with kombucha once, which was damn tasty. <laughs> the reason I'm telling you this is because I think we all kind of want life to slow down sometimes. But the reality is that sometimes life moves at its own pace. So instead of adding a ton of coffee or stressing myself out in the afternoon, I just chose to lean into the green juice and it made a massive difference. I took the single serve packet that we've been talking about for so long, the easy ones to travel with. They kept me going. You can keep going when you travel too. We have the best energy we get from micronutrients in these plant adaptogens like chlorella, ashwagandha as well as the other superfoods found in the Organifi Greens powder. You can't get this combo anywhere else. I stand by Organifi with full confidence. This product will make a difference for you in the way that you feel, your energy. Just head to Organifi.com forward slash wellness force. Use your exclusive discount code wellness force. You get 20% off, not just the green juice, but literally your entire shopping cart. You can fill it up. If you're hearing this and you're having one of those days today where your energy is low, Give Organifi a test drive. You have nothing to lose. They're personal friends of mine. They support our Wellness Warrior community, this show, which brings you this amazing podcast every single week. And on top of that, they're offering you a generous 20% discount over at Organifi.com forward slash Wellness Force for your test drive. Make sure you use code Wellness Force to save that 20% off. I think you're really going to love this podcast because what started out as a conversation about brain health and eating the proper types of fats for cognition and longevity really quickly turned into a spiritual discussion about wellness as a state of mind, this connection to our belief systems. It's the most important thing, what we believe about ourselves and about what is possible in relationships with other people. And what most people don't know about Udo is his beliefs actually almost killed him. He almost died from having the wrong mindset and nutritional habits. And in this live in-person podcast, we're talking about how he turned the corner in his life and lit a passion for being healed. He was poisoned by pesticides in 1980. Over the next 10 years, he went through the ultimate hero's journey. I mean, finding the healing power through fats is not exactly the traditional path, but he healed his body and healed his brain. And then 30 years later, plus at 77, here he is. I meet him in LA going strong with youth and vitality. We had this conversation of consciousness and taking radical ownership of our human experience but this man, he's spoken with Tony Robbins and Deepak Chopra. He's been on stages and keynoted 
an international brain health conference, as well as spoken over five continents. This episode, we do a real back and forth. We do a ping pong session where I challenge him and he challenges me at these intersections of how temperature truly affects fat oxidization, how to store and use fats properly for best health, how he cured his body from pesticide poisoning, why he believes consciousness and awareness are the same, the damage that happens to our bodies when we eat the wrong types of oils, and how he stays healthy at 77 years old in our busy, toxic, and modern world. I know you're going to enjoy the truth and the candor of Udo. It was really cool how I met him. I'll let the podcast share that story. It'll unfold naturally. But this was truly a meant-to-be interview recorded live at the Whitma Conference. Shout out to Jennifer Sodini and the entire crew who put on the fabulous event in LA at Hudson Loft for Wellness in the Modern Age. Dig in. I'd love to have you at the website. Also on our Facebook group, you can get to our free and very active Facebook group where we talk about these podcasts more at wellnessforce.com forward slash group. Now take a deep breath, stretch your back, open up your eyes, and settle in for this dynamic conversation with the 77-year-old wellness master delivering wisdom live in person right now on Wellness Force. Hanging out with Udo Erasmus. How long have you been in the wellness game, my friend? Uh, I got into wellness in 1980 when I got poisoned by pesticides. No shit. Yeah. But I also was in wellness in a different way. I studied biological sciences. Uh, I did eight years at, at the University of British Columbia, and I took a year of medicine. I left medicine because I found out, you know, it's called healthcare, but it turns out it's all disease management. Sure. They didn't even Sick have care. It. So I went to the dean and I said, what, what is health? I came here because I want to know what health is. He says, we're, we don't know. We're working on it. <laughs> oh, I was so disappointed. And then we were told that a doctor should always so, sound as though he knows what's going on even when he doesn't. Uh, yeah. And on the farm where I grew up, we call that lying. And I, I, couldn't, I didn't want to live my life that way. I went back into biological sciences because by this time I realized in biological sciences, you actually study health. Nobody calls it that but you're studying what is happening in normal creatures when they're working. Mm-hmm. You're not studying disease. You're sure. studying norm- normalness, and health is, no- is the, the natural state. This is, so, this is a great start to our conversation because this collection of amazing human beings here, yeah. um, this, we're broadcasting at the Whitma event with Jennifer Sedini and all these amazing people, yeah. and it was actually um, kind of divine inspiration that you and I met. Because we had been in communication about a year ago. Yeah. And I had heard of you, you know, Udo's Oils. It's very famous in the wellness industry. My colleagues talk about you. People know you primarily as a oil expert. Yeah, they used to call me the fat man or the omega man. Why do they call you that? (laughs) The fat man. Oh, for fats, healthy yeah, fats. And yeah, and omega, because we're talking about omega, omega yeah. three and omega six, right? Udo, how did you even get into that world, man? Like, <laughs> how, how, tell it, take us to the beginning of the journey with um, the exploration into healthy fats and these oils. Well, let me go back. Why yeah. did I get poisoned Let's by pesticides? Let's pull the e break. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Why did I get poisoned by pesticides? Well, I got married and had three kids. We had three kids, and my marriage broke up, and I was really upset, and so I wanted to kill something. And so I took a job as a pesticide sprayer. I knew better. I was around when Greenpeace started. So we knew, I understood balance of nature and pesticides. I knew all that, but I was upset. So I did a really stupid thing. And then I sprayed really carelessly for three years. And after three years, the predictable happened. What you put out comes back. I got poisoned by the pesticides I was spraying. What year was this? This was 1980. 
So this is way before the narrative around Monsanto was even a figment of the media's imagination. No, no, no. I was spraying Roundup. It was one of I mean, I sprayed all kinds of pesticides. Sure. Well, the, the, the Roundup is, is Monsanto's product. Yeah, Roundup. Yeah. yeah. And they used to put on the bag. I've never told anybody this. They used to put on the bags. It's inactivated on when it hits the ground. And they told everybody that it's safe because the moment it, you know, it's, if it hits the plant and it's, uh, you know, the plants that it kills, it, it's absorbed into the plant, kills the root. You know, the weed is done forever, so you're not just cutting off the top and the root grows. Yeah. And it doesn't, and it doesn't kill the, the grass. And, um, uh, and, and, and fundamentally, when it hits the ground, it's inactivated. That was never true. And they had it on the bag, and people still think that Roundup is in a, you know, because now it's full wisdom, sure. right? And how do, you, how do you kill the grapevine? You can't kill the grapevine. And they never got fined for doing all that and lying about it. So FDA never took them on, and, yeah. and the government never took them on because they're really big. Sure, until recently, right? where we saw there was like a yeah, massive lawsuit. $289 million. This unfortunate uh, gentleman, you know, he got lesions all over his skin and everything. Yeah, yeah. I think it's crazy, though, that you yeah. live and operate in a world of health where you're giving people healthy food products, yet you started poisoning yourself. Oh, no. Yep. So, but, but, yeah, guess what? Yeah. When you get your nose rubbed into it, learning begins, right? Right. And so they, I went to the doctor. Doctor said, I said, well, what do you have for pesticide poisoning? She said, nothing. And that day, the penny dropped for me. Oh, my health is my responsibility. Now, I wasn't really that sloppy before because we ate very simply and pretty close to nature. But I never, it never hit me that, oh yeah, if I don't care about my health, nobody does. Maybe nobody does. Yeah. And so I then started saying, okay, I, I know about science and I know about biology and have a good background, biochemistry, genetics, like I, I was really good at it. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, well, I don't know what to do about it, but there must be a way that I can get myself in better shape. And so I went in, into the journals and looked at all the stuff on health and nutrition, disease and nutrition. They were like 300,000 studies. I didn't read them all, but I read yeah. all, all the important ones. And I found out how much damage is done to oils when they're treated with Drano window washing acid bleached and then heated to frying temperature before they go in the bottle. You get 50 quintillion damaged molecules in one tablespoon of an oil. And what are those molecules doing to the human body, these, well, all they, these damaged molecules? They never existed in nature. So, so life never made a program for breaking them down. Yeah. So that's why they're poisonous. That's why they interfere. That's why they have side effects. That's why they, they're not, that's why they're a problem. Yeah. Because they never existed in nature. Like, why would life make genetic program to deal with something that doesn't exist? Man, I want to go back because this physician that said, we don't know how to help you. Like, didn't that put yeah. the, the shock of fear in your chest? Were you originally scared you when know, she told you that? No. Well, my palms were sweating because I had cancer to look forward to. I knew that. Yeah. Right? So they were sweating already. This is like the but, ultimate gut check but moment. No, but, but uh, I don't remember then so much, but now I say, wow, she gave me a clear, honest answer. I can work with that. When somebody says, oh, well, you know, we could maybe do this and do that, and then they, you know, blow smoke up your butt, right? Yep, yep. And which, which many people in many places do then you don't know what you're working with. Yeah. So I was grateful to her that she gave me an honest answer. And in a way, I feel like this is the traditional hero's journey when it comes to a healer who's been wounded, 
right? And now you've healed yourself. Yeah. Like as of now, um, how long did it actually take you, by the way, to get over the well, pesticide and the, and the being poisoned? Me, it took me a couple of years before all the symptoms were gone. Like the two years. I, yeah, about that. And I did all kinds of stuff, sweating and fasting, and I took started taking supplements, and I started paying really paying attention to what I'm eating. How did you quantify? Just the way you felt, or were you doing a test to quantify? What yeah, I'm pretty good at I'm pretty good at monitoring my own, my. Own, I live in my body. I'm present in my body. You know, no, it's yes. really funny to say. You know, no, it's, some people it's are so li- true. Some people they live in. A, there's a whole body there, but they're just in their head. Absolutely, right? Yeah. And I'm pretty good at at being present in my body. I, you I, are present. In fact, I like doing it because it feels really good. Would you consider yourself to be a spiritual man? Oh yeah. Well, you know, uh, yeah, a human being, man. Yeah. But I I cultivate inner presence, and the reason why is because. It's like if you don't know who you are, how how do you work anything, mm-hmm. right? And you know, if I like, if I don't feel present, then I feel like there's something missing. That's just how it works, right? If I feel there's something missing, and I'm having a relationship with you, whatever kind of business or whatever kind of relationship, then I'll always be. If I can just get something from this Troy guy, you know, right, this right, guy. Right. If I could just get something for yeah. myself out of this thing. I probably feel better. Yeah, and, and a lot of relationships are like that. And well, you never do. Especially like here in Los Angeles too. And I don't know if you feel this way. Um, do you come to Los Angeles a lot? I've been, I used to live here. Okay. And, and, I, and I sense this in Encinitas and San Diego too, but it seems like um, relationships as social media has come up and yes. as media has grown, there's a lot of like transaction when it comes to friendships. And as you being in the wellness industry for so long, how have you maintained your North Star? Like, how have you not done oh. things with people just for the sake of growth? Like, what's your North Star when it comes to relationships in wellness? Uh, well, my North Star is health begins much deeper than physical. You know, when we talk health, we talk food and fitness, right? And water is in there somewhere. And, you know, and then we know there's m- mindset plays a role. So we know that. But we also know from being kids that sometimes the people you're around make you sick. In fact, right. we used to say, you make me sick, right? Yeah. So we know that, right? But what happens in the environment also affects our health. How connected we are to our own wholeness also makes a difference to our health. And the awareness that we live in of being aware also makes a difference. This relationship and, with the observer. And your relationship with infinity makes a difference. <laughs> What's that? Well, when I asked you, are you a spiritual man? I had no yeah. idea you were going to unfold that. This, yeah. this uh, observation of, of who we actually are. Yeah, yeah. This, goes, this Udo's oils goes way deeper than just delivering healthy fats. Yes. When I began with Udo's oil, I was doing deeper work as well. What kind right? of work were you doing back then? When I turned 30, I came to the conclusion that what I was trying to find to get to feel whole wasn't working. And I need to find, needed to find somebody who could show me a step. And I said that to somebody. And the next day, I, I, met a, I was 30, I met a 14-year-old boy who showed me a way to bring my awareness inside. And he said, the peace you search for in the world is within you, and I can show you how to connect to it. Was this uh, like a shaman in training? Like, who was this 14-year-old boy that you met? Well, he was a kid who grew up in a master's family, so the topic that he grew up in was about wholeness, fulfillment, you know, contentment, love, peace, all the inner stuff that's part of our nature. 
and how to, how to help people get more in touch with that. I came out of a war, right? So, so he grew up in a, in a, in a family where, where being fully present was part of the deal. And I came out of a place where running like hell for your life was <laughs> the deal, right? So lucky for him because he has some, uh, something that I didn't have. He made that available to me. That's so crazy that a 14-year-old boy taught you about presence and going within. He started when he was eight. That's incredible. But he it, grew up in a family. So, so then accept. looking back on that now, what do, you, what do you think your mission is And in this current moment? I'm sure your mission has changed quite a bit my, since you started. Yeah, my mission, my mission now, Yeah, eight billion people could live their lives lit up from within because the light's already there. It's just a matter of getting in touch with it, going, you know, getting in, going internal to it rather than looking away from it. That's the first part. When we do that, we feel so taken care of because through my war and all my dramas and my traumas, something has taken perfect care of me every moment of every day, 24-7, 365, for almost 77 years now. Took perfect care of me. When I feel, when, I, when I'm in touch with that, I feel taken care of. Yeah. And now it doesn't have to be about me anymore, so I'm not going to steal your stuff. I mean, it's, it's right? blowing my mind, the conversation right? we're having right now. I assumed... Yeah. Well, assume. Yeah. <laughs> I assume that we were going to have a conversation about health, but the more that I'm talking well, to you, this is about health. The more that I'm realizing this is about spiritual connection to health. This is all about health, and it's all interwebbed. Yeah. And this is the whole point. Yeah. Like I'm thinking about how I even found out about you. I think it was colleagues, and then the fun story is that I, I think we had connected over email. Yeah, I I, 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 I emailed you and said, "Hey, you want to do a podcast?" Yes. <laughs> and you said, "Are you the Udo of Udo's, Udo's oil? oil?" And yeah. I said, "Yes." And then I think. That's where it ended. <laughs> we, it, it fell through the cracks. And then, you know, honestly, yeah. um, higher intelligence brought us together. Yeah. Because this, yeah, this mission. It took 14 million years to, to, to uh, arrange this meeting. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't take it so, lightly. <laughs> so now we're in this cool space of exploration yeah. as to, yes, on the front lines, people might see your products as healthy yeah. products. Yeah. But behind those products, the narrative is really about going as deep within as possible. Yeah. Can, and, you, and, can you compare the two for yeah, us, the, and, the health within and the spiritual within? And lighting. Uh, let me just finish what I yeah. had started. So that when I, when I feel taken care of, I don't steal your stuff. When we ta feel taken care of, we can live in harmony because we're not stealing each other's stuff. When we live in harmony, it, it doesn't take very much to make sure that everybody's basic needs are met in mm. a long-term sustainable way. And when people's needs are met, their simple needs are met, and they feel cared for, then we can build the planet in a way that isn't destructive to the environment, to the politics, to the relationships, and to all of that other stuff. How do you see that unfolding? That's the transformation. It's a transformation that requires nothing but a change in the focus of our awareness. Yes. Because we are wired for that harmony. Yeah. We're just never looking at the place where we are because it's more in and we're living more out. I just got a huge hit, wellness in the modern age. Mm -hmm. this age that we live in it's the age of technology it's the age of it's the age of distraction yeah everyone's but, distracted but you only need one distraction to to lose so so it's not we have more distractions but you only need need one so it's not different mm. but we have a world that's wired for a message that could go very fast when 9-11 happened that was my wake-up call for taking what i'm talking about more public because i realized discontent people will always spread discontent yeah 
That's just the nature of it, because your state of being is discontent. You're going to see problems, and you're going to create problems in line with your discontent state of being. If people who are content, and I, you know, or who know what contentment is, and I claim to be one of the people who knows that, if we don't spread contentment faster than the discontent people spread discontent, guess where we're headed? Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, you know what? Fats is good. That's, that's a big thing. But it needs to be bigger. And literally, we need to address all of the issues on the planet. They will not be addressed until we feel taken care of. Because from taken care of, we can address them. Yeah. And literally, it affects everything. This, rem- this reminds me of um, Abraham Maslow, one of the most powerful psychologists. He, yeah. he made the Maslow's Triangle. Mm-hmm. At the bottom of the triangle, there's safety, yeah. then food. Actually, food is first, then safety, then shelter, yeah. then contribution, enlightenment, yeah. uh, you know, spirituality, things like this. And I think about what you're saying, where if we can go within and we can actually connect yeah. to a signal that we're taken care of, we're supported, yeah. I feel like it's about collecting evidence. But not collected, but not supported by each other, supported by life within us. Exactly. Then we become somewhat independent of other people's pushing and pulling. And yeah. that's really important because if you don't stand for something, you fall for anything, right? Yeah. So I stand for this discovering process of physical and emotional intelligence. Yeah. How would you define intelligence? You know, When you hear the word intelligence, what do you think about that? I, I would say... There's different ways people define it, but yeah. I would say intelligence and consciousness and awareness are pretty much the same thing, right? I, I would say that, you know, in Ayurveda, I think intelligence is more like inspiration and creativity, you know, but the way I look at it, internal awareness is different from life energy. Inspiration is the shine of that energy outward as an expression. And all of that is internal, and it's what we give the least attention to. And we don't start paying attention until we get to the body yeah. and the survival skills and the living into the world. This... We need to live into the world from a deeper place, a more together place, a more wholesome, loving, caring, peaceful place that is part of our nature. When we live that into the world, we can actually create a world that works for all at nobody's expense. I love this. And on top of what you said that's powerful, I also want to play devil's advocate because okay. I, I then this is you, fresh you for know, me. You know the devil always loses when he plays advocate? Well, let's you see. Know? Let's see what happens. <laughs> <Let's> see. <laughs> uh, uh, right now, right now, I mean, you know, my, my heart's pretty tender right now, honestly, because um, you talk about if people are in touch with that self-care aspect of them and they're loving themselves and they're aware, yeah. that's going to give them health and support. Yet my mother, as we record this show, has been diagnosed with late-stage kidney disease. And I think about the, the types of consciousness and the life that she's had uh, 30 years of not necessarily taking care of her body. And I really think about what this is, is it's a, it's a disease of lower consciousness. And I love my mother. All I, lo- I love everything mm-hmm. uh, about her, her, her mm-hmm. care, her spirit. Yeah. Like it makes me emotional just to even talk about it with you. Yeah. But I think about the way that you operate, and it's a question I asked you earlier of the blending of the health aspect and the blending of the spiritual aspect. Mm-hmm. My mother, and a lot of people listening can relate to this, they might have parents that are very connected to God or Catholicism or like a, you know, a religion yeah. that has its rules and its ways. Yeah. In their minds, and their consciousness, they see that self-love, self-introspection connection point that you mentioned. Yet, I don't always think that having a connection 
is going to give people health. I think it's having the most divine, correct connection to mm -hmm. what actually mm -hmm. is. So yeah. what do you think that actually is? Okay, so you have to understand religion is part of your mind. It's mental. It's mental content. Okay? And I'll tell you a little story if I can. My sister was fascinated by death because she was part of the, the, the flight out of Poland. And she remembers dead horses and dead people in the ditches. And she got fascinated by death. And when she was a kid, she would write, she would cut out obituaries out of the newspaper and bring them and read them to us at dinner. So my parents used to be okay with that. And then she eventually ended up in hospice. And her thing was, well, I kind of want to feel easier about the notion of death by being around it. Okay, that makes a certain amount of sense. And she said to me one day, you know, I've noticed that when people are dying in hospice, the people who are religious have a harder time with dying than the people who are not, generally speaking. And, you know, when I hear something like that, I just go crazy. It's just like, why would that be? What must, what must be happening for that to be true? And I know what it is. When you have a belief, it's mental content. And a belief can save you from other beliefs. So that if you're Christian, you're not Jewish, or you're not, maybe you don't have a corrupt, corrupt philosophy that a, that a thief might have. Or, you know, so you, your belief can save you from other beliefs. Mm -hmm. And you can keep reinforcing that to keep, keep you on the straight and narrow of, of that belief's prescription. But your belief cannot save you from reality. And dying is not a belief. Dying is a reality. And so then the hope is you're, you're in the process and you know your body is going down and you're in the process of, of your body and your life separating. And you're hoping the, for the belief to save you. And you find out it can't. And then you struggle with it. Yeah. Right? Because if you're okay with dying, you know, then to withdraw from the world and then withdraw from your mind and withdraw from your body and your awareness goes back to its source. That's the process of dying. It's ecstatic. It's an ecstatic process except for the struggle of hanging on to stuff that you now need to let go. Yeah. I like the way right? you put that too because I've never thought of ecstatic and death in the same sentence. Yeah, I know. But I can see that the connection would be it's respecting the divine nature of life itself. Right, because there's more to, like, to, there's more to our nature than just our body, yeah. right? Something looks out through your eyes. What's that? It's not your body. It's not your eyes looking out of your eyes. Something's looking out of your eyes. And what's looking out of your eyes is no different today. How old are you? 38. Okay, it's no different today at 38 than it was when you were six years old. Right. If you think about it, it was always me looking out of these eyes. But what is that thing? Right? What is that well, thing? Life and awareness. Life and awareness. And, and life and awareness are so integrated into our being, but we don't know much about it because we don't spend time looking into it. And this is really like, if you want to describe it as any other word, consciousness. And it's plural for a reason. It's because I think we're all, in some way or another, connected not just in an energetic level, but from source itself from the actual source that created everything. That's why it's consciousness, not conscious. Right, right. And, so, and, and the energetic level and the awareness level is the conscious thing. Yes. Now, if, if I was religious, I would say the internal awareness, 
when I experience it, and you actually experience it by letting go to it, because you can't grab it and fight it and wrestle it, so you let go into that, that awareness is God in me. Life energy is what the masters spoke about. Inspired creativity is Holy Spirit, right? In the Christian mythology. Yeah. Right? But those make sense as an experience that you spend time by yourself tuning into that then becomes your power and your wisdom and your insight and your, your shine into the world. And that's very, very different from having memorized or being reminded of words that somebody spoke a couple thousand years ago mm. to people living at his time. Yeah, and this is why conversations like this, longer form conversations where people are just having a conversation. Yeah. There's no specific agenda besides who are you and tell us yeah. why you care. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's totally genuine right. compared to, these people are thirsty for right. this, people are right. hungry of for course. this of course. because they've been taught for their whole lives that this is how you pray, this is how you be, this is how you eat, have this job, go to school like this. And we're, we're really in this process too, Odo. Don't you feel like, I'd love to hear your take on this. When we talk about this concept of remembering who we are, yeah. remembering who we are, remembrance process, there's yeah. even books and, and yeah. theories well, created the, on this. No, the truth is- How do you define that? Well, you spent the first nine months of your life in your mother's body. I call it the Buddha tank, right? Because in that place, everything was safe. Everything was taken care of. There was no place to go. There was nothing to do. So your awareness- was just hanging out in its source, inside, in you, in your life, in life. And then when you came out, then you still had to get to know the world. And your awareness was taken out into the world for survival, because you needed to learn how to do that. And in that process, you disconnected from your source and connected to the world. When before that, before birth, you were connected to source and disconnected from outside. And when that shift happened, you gained the world and lost connection to your soul. I mean, the, the metaphors are all there, right? Sure. And an ache happened. That's the, that's the place where a heartache comes from. So when somebody dies and you feel sorrow, you feel it in your chest. When somebody dumps you and you feel the blues, you feel it in the same place. And when somebody, you were talking about somebody being um, diagnosed with someone and then you feel, oh my God, I might lose my mother. Yeah. You feel that ache in your chest. Mm -hmm. True? Because mm -hmm. I saw you pointing to it sure. when you were talking yeah. about it. That is not about the person on the outside. That is your heart. That is a, that is a, a reminder of your loss of yourself that happened very early in your life, gradually, as you got to know the world. Mm -hmm. And that's the starting point for the journey back. Here's the th problem with it. When your heart aches, you really don't like that feeling so much. And so you want to distract yourself Yeah, from exactly. It. Where's you the wanna, social yeah, media? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where's but, the TV shows? Right. But the problem is that's your starting point right. to the place of joy. And the place of joy is like that close to you, right behind it. So when you feel heartache as a starting point, you're almost there. And so I say to people, look, don't fight it. Don't run away from it. Don't try to distract yourself. Don't judge it. Just feel it. Sit with it. Feel it. 
acknowledge it, maybe, maybe even embrace it, because right. it is the greatest gift you've been given other than being alive, because it this. will not leave you alone until you take your journey home. And it reminds me of this concept. I just got back from Rhythmia three weeks ago. It reminds me of this concept that I had heard actually three years ago from Gay and Katie Hendricks. Are you familiar with the Hendricks Institute? Yeah, yeah. yes. And Gay, uh, sa Gay says to me on the podcast, Josh, because I was talking about his uh, spot in the film Finding Joe, which is about the hero's journey, Joseph Campbell. Yeah. And in there, he was talking about how he got his head smacked and he had this moment where he saw God and he, he had a greater understanding of this consciousness you and I are talking about. Yeah. But he said the one thing that he's learned when it comes to anxiety or fear or that feeling that you talked about where we want to get away from it, but we're yeah. so close to the joy. Yeah. He said that if we can train ourselves in that moment to actually love the fear, yeah. to love our fear, yeah. well, then the path is going to come quickly. So. I mean, look, God's calling right now on your cell phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You <laughs> so, know what? God's going to have to wait with it. <laughs> God's going to have to wait, okay? So the interesting point about this was that this concept of loving fear three years ago, I yeah. wasn't ready to hear it. Yeah. Because I didn't know what the hell he was talking about. Yeah. And he said, well, the one thing that you get to do is the same way that when the fear comes up or the pain comes up or the sadness comes up, if you can turn to that and if you can love it in the same way that you love your children or you love your family or you love anyone, that fear and that pain will melt away fast. And it just happened at Rhythmia and this uh, counselor named Merrill there, he was, t he was walking me through it because I had some very serious things come up at Rhythmia that were, they were, they were mm -hmm. fucking terrifying, mm -hmm. actually. They scared the shit out of me. But I feel like really this, this conversation we're having, plant medicine, breath work, all these different yeah. things, they're bringing people to that inflection point of, all right, the joy is so close. What can I do instead of retreating from the pain, which is actually going to bring me to the joy? Right. How do we do that? And I'm curious how you weave this conversation into what you do with your health company. Like for me on the outside, when I look at your site or even when I know about your products, um, this conversation doesn't seem like that's on the front lines. What's on the front lines is the oils and the fats and the health and how that up levels the human from Be a vibrational aspect. Because we started oils before 9-11. And this started taking front line after 9-11 for me. Mm. So, you know, and the, the partner I have that I've done, done the oils with, that's not part of his mission. It is part of mine. And so my mission has changed because we need to address a bigger issue than the damage done to oils in nutrition. That's a big issue. It's a big enough issue, yeah. right? But we need to address the big issue. What is the big issue? For 300,000 years, human beings in our present state of, you know, development have been living and missing the point, living in survival mode, even though we're way beyond survival now. You know, everything just about is safe, but we keep manufacturing crises. Mm -hmm. Make it sound like, oh my God, you know, oh my God. And we're not going to survive anyway, right? Nobody survives, body goes. So while we're here, knowing that it's temporary, why don't we push to strive? I mean, to push to thrive rather than just like escaping the pain, running from the stick. Why aren't we chasing carrots? Mm -hmm. You know, because we're made to thrive and something in us is thriving. And why don't we be in touch with that? Well, I think that's what you covered in your panel today, which unfortunately I missed the panel. I didn't get to see your panel. So how do you know I, I covered it? <laughs> well, I'm guessing that from what you're sharing with me now probably has connections to that. Um, what brought you to Whitma and what did you talk about today? Was it in alignment with what you and I are discussing? Uh, we talked about love as the, as the superlative state of being. 
Hell so, yes. So my so my f- way to address it is I think peace is the deepest state of being. Out of that comes love, and love is on that level, the superlative state of being. Why? Because love is about giving, and giving doesn't happen until I feel full, right? Or more than full. It's overflowing. And when I feel taken care of, then I'm not, I don't need to take anymore. Un- until I feel taken care of, I'm always a taker, right? Because yeah. I'm always saying, okay, what's in it for me? Mm-hmm. Well, how can I... The transactional I, relationships. What, yeah, what can I d- ex- extract for myself out of this? But when I feel taken care of, there's nothing left to do but to help. And then it's not like how much money you're going to pay me or, you know, and all of that is, is okay too. Sure. But the, the emphasis now is on the giving. Now, I was aware of that when I started with oils. So I've pretty much lived it. And I think it's why I have a good reputation because I don't bullshit people. And if I don't know something, I'm okay with saying that. And if I did do something and it turns out not to be a good idea, I'll change my mind and I'll tell people about it. You know, because we're all in the process. We're all well, we're on the journey, right? We're always in process, man. Everything's a process, yeah. And so, and so, I, so I was personally involved in that. I wasn't publicly because I was doing my practice for my own benefit because I found it uh, important in my life, not making the assumption that it's important in anybody else's life. But then when 9-11 happened, I said, you know what? Obviously, I need to be more public about it. Where were you when 9-11 happened? Do you remember? Uh, yeah, I, of course. Everybody remembers where they were when Yeah, 9/11. I was driving to work. I was an auto mechanic at the time. Oh, I was yeah. driving to work. So I had... I had uh, uh, my marriage broke up and my kids and I grew up separate, in separate households. I, it was the first time I took my kids, on all three of them, together on, a, on, a, on an outing. And we went up the Fraser River to go whitewater rafting. On 9-11. On 9-11. And we woke up in the hotel room and there was all that stuff. But we had an appointment at 10 on, with the river. So we had to leave that and go to the river. And when we were on the river, it was like, oh my God, the river is not affected. The slopes along the riverside are not affected. The sky is not affected. The trees are not affected. And it put it in a different perspective for me. And then I came home, and of course, I watched the planes hit the towers 200 times. And I started thinking about this, and, and that's where the take-home came from, that, that discontent people will always spread discontent. Yes. And our media spread discontent. I watched 200 times the same two planes hit the towers, right? So we create that negativity. We give it so much play. What we need to be doing is we need need to be giving the good stuff some play. Yes. And the good stuff we need to discover in ourselves because there is so much good stuff in us. Give that to play and div- and build a world that literally works for everybody at nobody's expense. And literally, I, I love this because we look at transaction and we look at genuine, authentic relationships. The one thing that I felt from you, even hanging out at dinner 
Uh, we had this conversation. It was about reframing words, you know, mm -hmm. get to versus should. Yeah. And you were yeah. like, you triggered me on yeah, that, yeah, you know, because yeah. I'm, I'm always checking my friends. We had um, Mary Shores on the show. She wrote a book called Conscious Communication. So yeah. ever since I interviewed her, yeah. and this is why I love talking yeah, to yeah, smart yeah. people like you, man, because yeah, yeah, no, I learn so much. Yeah, I mean, you've been you on the planet. Me, and you busted and me I totally so got you. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah. 77 years, you've been on this world yeah. and, and you've gone through all this business growth from the point that 9-11 happened up yeah. until now, 2019. Yeah. What has been the biggest struggle in growing Udo's oil? Like what has been the most challenging thing? Well, the biggest struggle for me, I would say, um, is the limits that, you know, and I don't want to accuse him, but I, he has a different, he has different limits than I do. I tend to work, live without limits and he's more interested in a cash cow. Mm. This is my perspective of it. If you asked him, you get a different story. But the, the and and because there should be a bottle of good oil in every fridge because it's really good for health. We're we're like one fortieth of one percent to that after twenty five years, right? Why is that? We're not getting going out to enough people and telling the story. Yeah. What I but in the process of learning and teaching and I've done so many talks, like five thousand talks, three thousand media interviews. So. A lot of that and noticing that people don't make changes. Why don't they make changes? Well, because they're not inspired. So, okay, so information is important, but inspiration is just as important. Amen. And out of that came, you know, I need to build a bigger picture, health as a teachable field based on nature and human nature, bigger field, and then pull all this stuff that I've got, pull that into the bigger picture. And that's basically what I'm doing. Who do you think is going to take the reins when you're not here in physical form anymore? There's always somebody, you know. Somebody I, will appear. Maybe it'll be some other kid who started in a war and got, yeah. got his nose rubbed in what happens when people don't cultivate what we could cultivate when we have the leisure to do it. Oh, somebody will come up, you know. So it's not like, the, it's not that I'm so important, but I think this is a message yeah. that totally can transform the world and the transformation it consists only of bringing our awareness to a different focus to a better focus to a more uplifting more lit up focus let's talk about the compound of the oil because we know about yeah. pufas we know about yeah. omega-3s yeah omega-5s and 7s um, what actually is the components of this oil that makes it so health promoting okay there there are two things one is omega-3s. Omega-3s are too low in about 99% of the population, like less than optimum. Uh, they're required by every cell. They're a nightmare to work with, so people don't like to work with them because they need a lot of care because they're very sensitive to damage by light, oxygen, and heat. And I decided we should make oils with health in mind and let's give them the care they need. And I, I became obsessed with it and, and uh, l totally lit on fire with it. And we were making decisions and we wouldn't do business with people who didn't treat our, our oil with the care it needed. So it was like a whole thing that came out of enthusiasm for how many people we could help if we could bring the, the omega-3s that were just established as essential in 1981, the year after I got poisoned, and made with health in mind to the population. That's what drove it. It was like, Oh my God, we could help so many people. So omega-3 and omega-6 are essential. And that means your body can't make it. You got to have them to live and be healthy. So they have to come from outside. If you don't get enough, your health goes down. 
you get deficiency symptoms that are degenerative in nature. The symptoms get worse with time, and if you don't get enough long enough, you die. Mm -hmm. So this is like really important stuff. If you bring them back in adequate quantities while you're going down, but before you die, because death by definition is not reversible, right? Yes, we're not getting out of your life. So if you bring them back in adequate quantities, then all of the problems that come from not getting enough are reversed because life knows exactly what to do with them to build a body that works, provided you take responsibility to make sure that enough of them land in your body so life can do its job. When you see the research or when you see people talking about omega-3s, omega-6s, what are they getting wrong? Like, what's the mass confusion out there about omega-3s and omega-6s? The mass confusion is that we don't think, you know, oils are the most sensitive of all of our nutrients. So they should get the most care, protect from light, oxygen, and heat. We give them the least care. There's nothing else we throw in a frying pan and turn into smoke and think that's okay, right? So when we burn the oils, they burn us. When we fry the oils, they fry our health. When we fry our foods, the fried fries our health. They're like vindictive. Right? Yes. They treat us like we treat them, oh, right? Yeah. And so I say to people, you get your frying pan out, turn it upside down, hit yourself on the head with it really hard so it hurts, and get rid of that stupid thing. What's the, the frying? Point? Frying is the worst thing we've ever invented to do to our food in terms of health. At what temperature, though? Because there's, I've read research about olive oils being you know, over 180, 180 or below is okay. What's your opinion as an oil specialist to the heating temperature of oil? Up to 160 degrees Celsius. The, the temperature is not the big issue. Light and oxygen are issues. And, they, and as the temperature goes up, the damage goes quicker. But... But the heat itself is not a problem if you protect from light and oxygen. Mm -hmm. After 160, the heat itself changes molecules. And then it goes up exponentially with increase in temperature. Yes. Okay. So that's when it's denatured. So, yeah. And then, yeah. And then you make um, molecules that never existed in nature. Life never made a program to break it down. So the body's like, what the hell is this? So you get poisoned by them. Yes. Yeah. And that's why more health problems come from damaged oil than any other physical cause. And more health benefits come from getting your oils right than any other cause. And I want to make a clear take home for somebody listening. When people go and they have fried vegetable oil, McDonald's French fries, yeah. what is that actually doing to their body? Because people might think, oh, one thing of French fries ain't going to kill me. And you know what? They might be right. It ain't going to mm-hmm. kill them today, mm-hmm. but it's definitely going to shorten their right. life for later. So- so if you, if you look at the damage done before the frying, just by the industrial processing, it's half to 1% of the oil is damaged, okay? So let's say it's 1%. On a tablespoon of an oil damaged 1%, you get 50 quintillion damaged molecules, which is more than a million damaged molecules for every one of your body's 60 trillion cells. So most people use not one tablespoon, but two to four, and they do that this week and next week and next month and next year. And they do it for five years and they do it for 10 years and they do it for 20 years. And when they get cancer, they say, I don't know, I've always eaten good. How come I got cancer? Yeah. Because your body is not good at getting rid of molecules that it never made a breakdown program for. Yeah. And so they pile up. And if you pile them up faster and the body can get rid of them, then you're going to get more and more problems. So, and then you, you, in the French fry, you, then you got carbs. 
Yep. You know, and carbs, the way I say is carbs are undeclared fats. If you don't burn them, you're going to wear them, right? And they literally- <laughs> Carbs are undeclared fats. <laughs> yeah, because they turn into fat in your body if yeah. you eat more than you burn. So you burn, you're eating burnt oil, then you're eating and carbs that make you fat, uh, and then you get blood sugar swings, and then you get cravings. Cravings for carbs is eight times stronger than the craving for cocaine, right? <laughs> And we know cocaine is a, is a problem, and we, are, should, we should by now know that sugar is a problem because so many people are overweight or obese. We know. I mean, ev everyone ways. listening knows that sugar has deleterious health effects. We yeah. all know this. And there are only two ways you get overweight. One is by inflammation and water retention, and the other one is by eating more carbs than you burn and having them turn into fat and going into storage. Udo, let's go back to this question about the damage. So once somebody's eaten the carbs with the oil where there's, what did you say, 400 trillion? 50 quintillion in a tablespoon. 50 quintillion. That more than a million. I can't even imagine that number. More, <laughs> like more than a million. Number. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, so, it's, it's a six followed by 19 zeros. All right. So this, this damage gets into the human body. And, and when I was mentioning Minkoff, he talks about detoxification as a lifestyle. Yeah. So in with your media for Udo's Oil and, and all the things, besides giving people the healthy products, how do you advise people to actually heal the damage from the unhealthy okay. products? Well, the first thing you have to do is, this is like the sorcerer's apprentice story, right? You don't mop up the basement, you turn off the tap. You turn off the tap. So the first thing you have to do is stop eating the, the stuff that's poisonous. That's turning off the tap, right? And then there's, the, the body has a several ways of getting rid of toxins. Probably the most underused in our modern world is sweating. Because there are, there are a few jocks, maybe 5% of the population that get into, into working out and do it on a regular basis. A ton of people don't. Sweating is really good for getting rid of water-soluble toxins, which will show up in the water part of your sweat and oil-soluble toxins that will show up in the oil part of your sweat. Mm -hmm. So you can get rid of toxins, oil-soluble toxins, through sweating. Do you do sauna? I do. Yes. Yeah. And probably when you were younger, too, in your homeland. I, when Sauna's I, huge there. Well, yeah. No, we didn't do it then. I was two when we left Poland. Okay. In Latvia, they did it. In Finland, they did it. Finland, yeah. I did do it in Finland when, uh, when, I, when I did it touring there. And Sweden... They did it, and I did. I started doing saunas when I got poisoned, and that was probably very helpful because you can sweat them out, or they'll go through your liver and your kidneys, but then they damage those organs. What do you feel about activated charcoal for detoxification? Activated charcoal can be helpful. Uh, your your in your um, your gut lining sheds, and then ends up in the toilets. So there's there's a slow way to get rid of them. Your skin sheds, and that ends up down the down the down the drain of your shower, so you can detox that way. Yeah. You can detox some vol volatile molecules through your breathing, yes. deep breathing and really cleaning out your lungs. And then your liver detoxes some, but some are made more toxic, and then they go in your digestive tract and fiber drags them out of your body. So there's a number of ways you can... And then, and then there's urine, right? Yes. You, you may, I didn't know until very recently that urine is 4% fat. I did not know like, that. It's like, what? I have fat in my urine? Yep. That's what causes the ring in your toilet bowl. You know, that, like, you know, you, you, you pretty much clean, you know, and you flush it and all that, but you get this, you get this ring on the toilet bowl on the inside, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, and, and, it's, and it's if fascinating you put, to me. And if you put soap on that, 
it washes off because soap emulsifies fat. Yes, the fat. And, and that came out of your pee. It's so crazy that I think it's, it's easy for us to forget as a busy kind of frenetic human race that every single thing, literally every drop of water or food that we place into our mouth yeah. has an impact on our body. And every hearing molecule. about that, you know, I think when I eat asparagus, it yeah, I yeah, eat, right? yeah, yeah. So I, I, it smells like asparagus. Yeah, yeah, of course. I eat it because I like the way that my pee smells. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know how anybody can argue no. with food being medicine, you yeah. know? Food is this number one thing that it's the most abused drug. It's also the most powerful <laughs> medicine. Yeah. So we live in this duality of well, food and medicine. Well, and how, so- can, how can food not be medicine? Look, your entire body is made out of light, oxygen, water, and nutrients. Mm-hmm. Nothing else for like 300,000 years or however long we've been around. And if, if you look all the way back in life, four and a half billion years, every creature has been made out of those four things. Mm-hmm. And nothing else was needed. No one has ever had a drug deficiency. Drugs are not part of making bodies that work, according to nature. Right? So we throw, throw drugs at it to suppress symptoms, but we're not fixing the cause. Fixing the cause is always living out of line with nature, one part of nature or another. Either you're out of line with your internal awareness or you're out of line with your life energy or you're out of line with your inspiration or you're out of line with with nature and the natural substances or you're out of line with the need for activity or you're out of line with the people you hang out with or you're out of line with your survival issues or you're out of line with the environment yeah. Or you're out of line with the big picture. How do you right? stay aligned then in this in this world now at seventy seven? Yeah, uh, you give what you, motivates you to stay in alignment? You, you give all eight parts their due because they're yeah. all different every day. And how do I do it? Why do I do it? The drive is it feels so damn good. Yeah, hell yeah. Honestly, when you feel when you're fully present in your in your in the space that you occupy, when you're fully present in it and then you're present also in your surroundings, and you're not lost in your thoughts in your head, it feels so good to be alive. I am so happy and surprised at the, the turn our conversation took. As I said in the beginning, yeah. I had known you from colleagues with your healthy oils and your yeah. products. Yeah. But what is, what is coming next for Udo's? Because quite frankly, man, I think you get to be on a stage talking about spirituality and health at the same time. Because yeah. we took some fun turns yeah, yeah. in this, in this talk about, today, right? All about human and, and it's all interconnected. I mean, yeah. the same way that you, so gracefully, by the way, and I want to thank you for this, reminding me about that space between the pain and the joy when I think about my mother and I think yeah. about what I'm going through in this yes. weekend. Yes. Um, it's been really cool to share these, these, these tiny moments of reality that we're creating in this current moment together. Uh, but, but what's coming next in the reality of Udo's besides the quality oils, besides helping people nutritionally? Yeah. What else is coming? I'm clear about the message. I want to get it out to 8 billion people. That's what I want to do. You know, one day my body is going to check How out. are we going to do this, man? Huh? How are we going to do this? We're doing it right now. That's right. I don't know how many people are listening. There's going to be tens of thousands of people that hear this. Yeah, yeah. so great. You know, that's better mm-hmm. than talking to four people in a 
store. So then what can our community, what can wellness force as a community? These, yeah. we, we call ourselves wellness warriors because yeah. my belief is that in order to function in this I, I world- I like to think of myself as a wellness wizard. Well, you're a wellness I've, wizard. I've, I've done my All right, well, that's cool, part. man. The, wiz- the wizards <laughs> and the warriors are going to play together today. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so, but the reason we say this, Udo, is because uh, my sense is that as the distractions and as the radio knobs of all the dials of distraction out there turn up, yeah. it takes the heart, soul, and mind of a true warrior- and warriors don't just fight all oh, yeah. the time. Mm-hmm. Warriors are, are yeah, leading warriors with love. Are, warriors They're are leading the rainbow. with their sword. So, yeah. so how do wellness warriors in our community yeah. uh, support your vision, your mission, and then also support their own selves? Yeah. Okay, same, uh, same the, the vision is the same. Living from the heart. You know, if, if, you, if you live with your awareness centered in your chest instead of in your head, you become a little less tall, but a lot more wise. That's a much better way to live. And in that place, you're whole. And in that wholeness, you basically make the world whole. That's just how it is, right? If you're, if you're, if you're, um, if you're angry, you know, you see enemies. If your state of being is fear, then you see danger. If your state of being is whole, then you see wholeness is everywhere. And the onus, and the, when people don't feel whole, you know what the problem, what the issue is. It's not that you're not whole. You are whole. You've always been whole. You were born whole. Everything was there from the beginning, and your awareness just wandered off. Bring it home. Bring it home. It's not a big deal. It takes a little practice because you get good at what you practice. Yeah. Bring it home. Bring it home. Bring it home. Bring it home if you forget, awareness. bring it home. Remember and pay attention to how incredible your life is. And how, when you feel whole, everything unfolds with ease. I've really enjoyed connecting with you. I feel like you have this sense of being an elder. In the Native American tribes, much. there are men and women that have taught for decades, and they teach the people of the tribe that are coming up. Uh, and in the wellness industry, I, I can definitely get this sense from you that you are an elder of sorts. Um, my question to you as we wrap, man, is around this intersection of the physical and the emotional. It's where we all find wellness. And so we're always discovering this process of, yeah. of wellness. How would you define this? Like if you had to put a, a definition on wellness in your life, yeah. how would you define wellness? Uh, being, in, being aligned, living aligned with all eight parts of nature and your nature. I actually wrote a book about it. It's called The Book on Total Sexy Health the eight key parts designed by nature. And my website, udoerasmus.com slash products, you'll find the book there. Why'd you put in and, the sexy in the title? Oh, very clear. You know, first, first somebody suggested to me, and I said, oh, no, I can't. I can't, right? what I do you can't mean talk sexy? about sexy health. I don't know anything about <laughs> sexy. You know, because I, I kind of like not in that headspace, right? And then I started thinking about it. I said, no, shit, I know a lot about sexy. We mm. all do. Yeah. And sexy is not about having sex. It's about being full on. It's about being present. It's mm. about being noticeable. It's about being alive. Sex magic. <clears throat> right? Yeah. So sex, sexy is a power word. Mm. Everything gets sold by sexy. Yeah. Lipstick and clothing and cars and everything, right? Power word. Isn't it about time somebody used the word sexy to sell people on their own magnificence? And I get to do that. And the idea is that when you're in line with all eight parts of your nature, nature and your nature, then you're going to be your full sexy self because nature is sexy and we are sexy by nature. 
right? So when you're fully present in all of it, that's where your sexy comes from. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to, you know, you don't have to prime it and primp it and, you know, it just shows up. People say, wow. Yes. Right? Okay, when you get out of line with one or more of those eight parts, you lose the part that it confers to sexy. And when you get back in line, you get that part of your sexy back. Well, this is where people can go next. People can go to learn about these eight components. Yeah. And where's the website? Udorerasmus.com. Let's spell that. U-D-O-E-R-A-S-M-U-S.com. It's a name that can't be forgotten. Slash products slash products and yeah. where are the oils sold online the oils are sold amazon sells the oil amazon, yeah. yeah so you just look for udo's oil and the health food stores carry it it's in the in the fridge in the supplement section in the health food stores mm-hmm. and uh in different countries and it's in some of the, the pharmacies or the chemists in in the uk how many bottles Where, did you sell uh last year you know, I don't count it by year. I uh-huh. just, I just say, you know what? Yeah. I don't know how many we've, we've sold twenty five million in twenty years. I don't wow. know. I don't know what. The yes, yes, is. yes. But yeah. it's massive. And, and it's well, no, it's really small. It's one fortieth of one percent. We should be in hundred percent. We should at least. Okay. Get, well, look. We should at least get to five percent. Hey, listen. You've dropped wisdom, and now I'm going to be the fourteen year old. We are going to. We get to have these people eating healthy oils. All right. So forget about should. Like we are doing this together. Oh, yeah. Did I it's say been, should again? Yeah, but it's a oh. cool, it's a fun relationship yeah. that we have. Like yeah, yeah. You, you're an elder and I get to talk <laughs> get to you because we're in the same bu- tribe. You get to, get to bust me on the should. We're in the same tribe. <laughs> Thank you for being on the All show, right. man. Thank you for what you do, your, your contribution to the yeah. wellness industry. Um, I really respect the, the work that you do. And it was divine inspiration that we came together today, man. Yes. So I really enjoy this conversation with you. And we're going to be talking about this more in the Wellness Force group, wellnessforce.com. Learn more about Udo. Give these oils a test drive. If you've been looking for oils that are actually health promoting, things that have bioavailable nutrients you can absorb, go to wellnessforce.com. Check out Udo's oils. Udo, thanks for being and, on the show, and man. And don't fry with the oils. And don't fry put with it, the oils. Put them in the food after it comes off the heat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys, we will be talking to you very soon. And until we do, I'm wishing you love and wellness. Hey, my friend, thank you for hanging out and growing with me today. Everything you learn on this podcast starts with your morning practices. So from over 200 world-class guests and counting, we've distilled the gems, the best of the best science-backed practices down into a 21-minute morning system guaranteed to increase the positive flow in your day. Get this free and powerful 21-minute life-changing system over at wellnessforce.com forward slash m 21 If you enjoyed this episode, tap your phone, share it with someone you care about because that is how we all get better together. Supporting the show is easy. Leave us a five-star review right now from your phone. It helps us reach other smart and conscious people like you. Either tap your phone and hit the link in purple that says review this podcast or go to wellnessforce.com forward slash review. And this show doesn't stop here. We're continuing the discovering process in our private Facebook group. You can be a part of it. All you have to do is go to wellnessforce.com forward slash group, and I'll welcome you at the door. Okay, now you get to go out into your world and live your life well. So until I see you again real soon, I'm wishing you love and wellness 